Saludo mi gente. Welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, the podcast where we deconstruct the illusion and unleash the fabulosity. I'm your host, Gohenna Angelique, your fierce neurodivergent Juyurican poet and an advocate for decolonial liberation. So get ready to dive into the messy, uncomfortable, and transformative work of dismantling the systems of oppression and the limiting beliefs that hold us back. We're here to reclaim our power, embrace our magic, and rise into fabulosity. So grab your cafe, your te, I don't know, maybe you need a shot, and let's get into some fuckery. Saludo mi gente. Oh, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be back. Um... I was I was thinking about how good it feels to be in a space where I know that it is, um, you know, correct and right for me to have these these spells of rest and kind of these places where I let myself uh, be in the human experience of versus you know futuristically thinking or. Um, <clears throat> Or just being in the past, right? There's this piece around, and this came up for me with uh, when my kids were, I think, like preteens, where I realized I was always behind the camera, never in the moment experiencing it, never seen in any of the pictures because I was always capturing, creating and capturing the moments. And so I feel like you have to at some point decide as a as a time tracker, as a timekeeper for your your home or your own life in that way, um, decide that you're not gonna, going to prioritize the tracking, you're going to prioritize the living. You're going to prioritize having the experience of, because you could look at, um, and this is my own, you know, uh, panic for uh, um human behavior, psychology, and all of those things, right? Where I'm constantly in this dynamic of observing our humanity and our society and the patterns and how we're evolving and how things are changing, and then bring that back from that particular place to let me just wash the dishes. Let me just, you know what I mean? Like, let me, let me paint this. Let me write this. Let me say this because we're here in the moment now. And I think that we would do well in our society to remember, to put that back together, right? Remember uh, for ourselves what it means to actually be in the human experience and not entirely leave our bodies because our bodies are important. The minute our fracture with Mother Earth is our fracture with our own bodies, when we're in a deeper relationship with our physicality, we are in a deeper relationship with the earth because this this body of yours, this beautiful, all-sensing body is is the container you were you came in. <laughs> this is your trusty, dusty friend. This is the thing that uh, is um you know, as sacred as a spirit, as sacred, it's just, you know, it all is, right, in that way. And so I feel like there's this piece around, like, we, we with um, the internet and, and, and social media, there's this way where we've created, you know, these paralyzes, all of, all of that stuff, like, we're, like, just, like, we are little cubes, right, and forget that inhabiting the experience, if you never document it, it still makes it a valid memory and a valid experience. 
right? If you never, if you never took a picture again of a location or a moment, those moments are still important. And the reason I say this is not so much primarily for like a social media perspective. I'm talking about folks who um, notice their lives and notice their communities, whose eyes are on the pulse, right? Because when your eyes on the pulse in that way, you're not, you're not, um, you're not, you're not running from yourself. You're not seeking outside of yourself in that, in that uh, container, right? You're not like, I'm going to capture the moment, but I'm not going to be in the moment. I'm going to schedule this. I'm going to do this to be so purposed that there's no space for mystery. And I think that the more, the further away from that we become, the further away from our own humanity we become, and then the further away from a world that can actually uh, build relationships and build a collective that that is deeply woven together, that is that's deeply bonded, right? So, anyways, I just that's a whole that was a whole thing that was a whole thing, um, but so, anyways. I say all of that to say the importance, you know, we got to talk about this. We, we have to, um, you know, talk about having agency in our consciousness, goddammit. Like we can't, this is not just, you know, float, float the fuck on through the matrix and, 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 you know, there are no rules. There's no boundaries. This is not what this is. That's not how we do this. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like if we're not paying attention to this, we will miss, we will miss it, right? We will miss it. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about though, moving forward, um, it's my hope to continue to like, you know, bounce off and and unfold uh, and unfurl the ideas and, and the, um, the, the hope and the experience of doing this work in the world in this way, right? And so, I I know that you've heard me refer to it here and there when I talk about, you know, my my mission as a priestess, right, is is to be present for priestessing liberation, right? And that part of that includes healing the past. It uh it includes empowering the present, right, and liberating the future. It includes the conversations around decolonizing, uh to become more fully ourselves, more fully rooted, more fully connected, right? And so um, there is this way that I want to talk about the language that I use and why I use it. Um, and so, you know, I don't know how many of these I'm, I'm going to do in terms of, uh, you know, unfolding, but we'll see what happens. And so I want to start with the idea of um, healing the past. This is the framework that I've used. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I want to tell you that ever since I was a child, I was fascinated by history and fascinated by the stories of the past, fascinated by uh, relational perspective to stories and families. Like those things were so fascinating to me. Um, and so for, for as long as I can remember, I knew that part of the framework of healing is to look to the past again. Now, for some, you know, it's like, this is not rocket science. You know what I mean? Like this conversation has existed 
uh, forever, right? Um, but for me, it's the experience has been how to actually not hold that theoretically, right? Just as it's like this theory of where I want to go, but how do I actually embody that? How do I live that in my bones and in my being? How do I, how do I look at myself as a person and say, where do I need to look at the past and bring healing to it? Because it has become a blocked area. It has become a place of uh, tenderness, a wound that festers and doesn't heal, right? Like I have to be able to ask myself in order. And here's, here's the piece about this, because what's happening is that in order to give an account, right? In order to be responsible, for my life, I have to treat my life with the same type of analysis I would take on any project or anything, right? I have to be able to objectively look at my life and go, what the fuck is happening right here? Um, what, what, what is, uh, where's this pattern coming from? Where's this thought coming from? What is its genesis? And so in order to have a, a future that's free, I must I must do the reckoning so that it doesn't pop up or it doesn't uh, have power later, right? And that's how I see this as a framework. Ever since I was a kid, you know, when my friends or family would trust uh, and confide in me and tell me their stories and ask me for advice, I'm listening to the heart space as they're talking to me. I'm listening to... Um, I'm listening for something practical, right? That's always been a mechanism. And so part of this phrase and this framework that I use about healing the past, it has this per this piece of like the, the wound of our origin, right? For ourselves. And uh, some of those are, some of those you can really repair the entire landscape and it w it'll be as if there's never been anything other than the lushness, some wounds uh, are because of their depth have a different healing process, and so being able to meet that inside of yourself is it essential. I, there, you know, there's no other word for that. It's essential, and it's essential because of how you impact the world around you how you have relationships, how you perceive things is directly based on your relationship to these wounds. Because if you won't look at it, that shit's going to constantly be poked and you're going to constantly be in reaction. So you're going to be the wounds bitch, right? And some of that does not make sense. Some of it does, because if you won't address it, what else What else is going to happen to that part of your psyche, of your beingness as a human that has been wounded, that, that has had an experience that caused pain, caused separation awareness, right? And so, so there's that piece around like healing the past because we have to look at these wounds um, and the ones that we can really bring, you know, uh, beyond the state that existed before we bring it back to to an amazing right like you're, you're fine there but there's some that that don't work that way and being able to see that and meet that so that you're not projecting it so that you're not um you're not neglecting it and hoping that somebody else will come to rescue it 
right? And and here's and and that's there's a cycle in that. The self neglect is so is so that someone else can come and course correct that pattern. The problem with this is is that while we are part of each other's healing, there is the line, the boundary of agency in which you have to decide for yourself because when you have decided then you are able to show up for that with the gusto and the life force that it requires to accomplish it because it's yours, you own it, right? Versus if you don't tend to those wounds, what tends to happen is you're seeking for people unconsciously to come and tend to the thing you're terrified of looking at because of what it means. All right, so there's that healing of the past in your life in a very like present way. The other aspect of healing the past is coming from the <clears throat> growing up. For me, there was this inherent longing for connection to my roots. And when I look at that now, I see how my mother had that same longing. And it's an unusual longing because not, you know... We're generations of assimilated uh, Boricuas, right? And so there's a part that that just, it is what it is. It just is what it is. But I think there's also this component of some of us that that there's a refusal to um, abandon something. There's a loyalty, a sense of duty, a sense of honor that becomes a, a moral imperative right, that demands of you to connect to your ancestors, to connect to your uh, uh, roots of being, because there's something there for you. It's calling you. You know, you keep on looking at, a, a, I don't know, um, a particular textile or a pattern or a craft or, right, you keep on looking at these things and something about them resonates with you at level 10,000. And you know that you have ethnic identity already, but it is not sufficient to have the assimilated and constructed version, right? The 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 post, uh, you know, quote unquote survival, right? That you, not that one, but the one that is connected to more power sources in um, energy than the perception that you've been given, right? And so for me, there's this piece that, some of us are, and you can see it because some people don't don't care. And some people are like, we're trying to fucking excavate the fucking, you know, what was this this galaxy before we came here type of shit. What the fuck is that? It's a strange obsession to have. And yet here it is so many. And so if you're the type of person who has this calling this longing, it's like in your bones, it sits in your sacrum, like just out very low into your system, right, of being. And it sits there and, and it feels, um, it, it feels like home and it feels like longing. It feels like ache and it feels like contraction because there's a yearning for something more. And Something specific is calling your name. And so there's this piece where you begin to seek out, to excavate in your own life and in your family's narrative, 
because you're looking for this thing that's calling you. And I would argue that that thing, it is a very earthy aspect, right? Like our inhabitation, our embodiment, right, is calling to us because of it, the assignment that lives within that particular lineage and that particular strain of DNA, whatever, however you want to perceive that, right? To me, when we're in touch with that medicine, when we've answered that call, when we've said, okay, ancestors, okay, you know, great mother, I'm here, your child, how can I serve? I feel that that connection begins to transform the world as we know it because the distinct medicine is what you bring. You become a deliverer of that thing, right? Where it's like you're a hybrid. You can never settle on one, just one way of being. You've had to taste of different things and different expressions. And even there, you can't stay either or, but you alchemize constantly in order to evolve. And because you operate in that particular way, right, you are constantly in conversation with what is the substance of your being because you are a physical representation of a series of, um, you know, codex in the human uh, genome. Like, how fucking crazy is that? How crazy that I was in my great-great-grandmother's you know, ovaries. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? And so, <laughs> right, like if this is the case, if we're, <clears throat> and I really, for me, the orientation I tend to take around that is that like, that's what it means to be children of the earth in ways, because children of the earth are, we are concerned with the, the some of the timekeeping, the tracking of the stories and the patterns, uh, the, um, there's no desire to transcend the mother as well. Our minds are already transcended and they live in these beautiful inhabitations of bodies. In the sacred expression that I, you know, it's so easy to get so fucking stuck on just like thinking that this is like a meat suit. This is not a meat suit. This is a, a this is a, the finest orchestration of cells and matter around it's bizarre right it's like why would you think this is just something that you get to just whip around it doesn't work like that in my mind right and so i'm like there's this place where we're so hungry for uh being earthed right like that's that's how i think of it being earthed we're, we're like you know wait a minute what are you doing where are you going this is beautiful here. You know, the, the, the trees are beautiful. The, the, the songs of the lakes are beautiful. The uh, whispers of the small little ferns, like that's beautiful. This is, what are you doing? It's here, right? We don't have to go anywhere. It's here. If you care about her and you care about it, then you care about you. And if you care about you, then you care about the collective because caring for the collective, it starts with caring for you. And that's the part that has gotten us so fucked up. And so how can I care for myself when I have the yearning that there's more inside of me that I'm trying to open up and I don't tend to that and I don't, I don't engage in that soul. I don't say, hey, what, what, what more is there here 
for us to explore. What, what, what bizarre humanity do we have to dive into because it needs a little bit more development? You know, like this thing of, of being sentient, right? Like being able to smell, taste and touch and all of the things. There's so much more for us to learn. And so for me, when you are that type of person and you have that type of hunger, then healing the past becomes the remembering, but not the remembering that gets you stuck there, but the remembering that allows you to evolve it, that allows you to... You know, we look at family wounds of origin. We look at generational... Um, trauma. We look at all of these things. We're already saying something about it. We're mm-hmm. already looking at so many of these aspects and and really trying to trying to dive in, trying to figure out how are we going to remember, and how do we heal forward? How do we not heal where we're just like stuck in this fucking loop, right? Where where I, I think where where um, I think of having an allergy, the equivalent of staying stuck in a pattern, right? When you have an allergy, it breaks out, and and then like, your your shit gets all twisted, and now you have a low tolerance for it. So every time you're exposed to that thing, your body has this particular reaction. And what happens? Well, once you have that sensitivity, it continues to develop over time. That's what that feels like, right? And so how do we actually take the time to think to think much more thoroughly about how we face these things so that we are not seeking outside of ourselves, but finding ourselves within? Healing the past is about finding yourself within again. And this, again, could just be your spirit reincarnated, I don't know how many fucking times, whatever, the, whatever your cosmology is, right? Like, whatever it is, here you are again. And for some reason or fucking another, there's this theme that runs through your family line. There are these themes that exist, And until someone doesn't fucking look back and say, what the fuck happened here? You know, like, um, you know, course correction. Be like, what the fuck happened here? And that you don't have to abandon there to be here. And you don't have to abandon here to be there. So you get to be this multidimensional carrier. So bear with me. I know it sounds like, what the fuck is she talking about? What I'm saying is that if in my family there is a wound of rejection and I see the pattern in my mother's life, I see the pattern in my grandmother's life and my great grandmother's life. I mean, you know, we're going back. We see this like this common thing, poverty. um, uh, 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 Let me see. uh, Shit. I mean, there's just layers, right, of these pattern things. Uh, generational, uh, you know, we look at all of that. We look at all of that, right? And we understand it as a, an important key component. All of those things mean the same fucking thing um, to our humanity and our world. So somebody has to show up to look at those things and say, this is, we have a great wound here that created the distortion. The distortion, the antidote to the distortion is the original medicine, 
the antidote to the distortion is the original medicine, right? So let's say, um, you know, if you're the type of person who loves saying, oh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know, fair enough. Okay, it's, it's actually creepy when you think about it literally, but I digress. All right, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You, the, the problem is not that you wear your heart on your fucking sleeve. That's not the problem. The problem is there's no protection. There's no protection for this very open, service-filled heart. And because there's no protection, then you're constantly getting cut, constantly getting hurt, and you see it generation after generation. It shows up in romantic rejection. It shows up in, like, purpose rejection. It starts showing up all over the fucking place, is getting its grimy little hands over everything because nobody wanted to look at that wound, right? And so here you are a generation that's like, oh, actually, I don't want to be fucking poor and I don't want to think poor and I don't want to be in scarcity. And and then you think you invented new shit because you know and I know that this world, I don't know what is it with people that want to invent new shit, but you think you invented some new shit. Meanwhile, the the, the cosmos, the all that is has by, has been trying to keep this one fucking theme consistent with us. And we drop the hat every time. We're too really children, too busy, shiny objects and jump shit, right? So you have to come back to yourself and be able to say, I'm going to look at these pieces of life. I'm going to look at these stories. I'm going to engage in transforming this because I can and I have the awareness to do it without trying to replicate what already existed. Without trying to replicate, you know, for example, I used to think about... um, well, actually, I was deeply attracted to the kind of like those, uh, you know, back in the day where everybody made everything themselves. I mean, I'm still kind of like that, um, although I've been on like a hiatus, um, but I'm coming back, you know, where I love making my, my own shit. And um, and so, you know, we're like, I want to go back to when we had to churn butter, a return to the earth type of narrative, a return to the fill in the blank, right? We're seeking something in the past when our responsibility is actually to look at the values that inform that and live that expressed in this time and context. So it's not going to look like I'm churning butter. It may look like I'm buying the fucking butter from the supermarket, but then nonetheless, I'm using butter, right? Nonetheless, I'm still, uh, I understand the essence of it is to be a lubricant, (laughs) right? We need the lubricant, uh, to be tasty and to help uh, get this stuff down, right? And so <laughs> thinking about fats and oils. Um, and so, you know, I think there's this piece around being able to confront our our stories as uh, lineage keepers. And I, and, and I want to say this because I think that it's, an, it's needed to be said that in the diaspora, I think there's this, you know, already having a wound of being a diaspora community I think the the other layer is that there's this there is a longing to have the cohesion that our traditions and practices gave us as communities. Cause I swear to you, every single time I see like a haka, I see I see uh, you know a Maori practice um, or Maori. I may be saying that incorrectly, so bear with me. Um, practice, I'm like in fucking tears. I'm in tears. 
I am in tears and I'm not in tears like like that's cutesy. I'm in tears because the fire is so familiar to my soul. The fire that that uh, that presence, that warrior energy is such a home frequency for me that seeing it expressed externally in a communal way is so hot to me. It is just so fucking hot, right? And so that thing where I'm like observing in that way and feeling that longing in that way is because I'm called to create connection in my own community, in my own like little, you know, universe. I'm meant to create that type of connection, that type of 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 holding togetherness, right? That type of way of like what the bonds that bind us, right? How are we creating that? Because that that continuously evolving and changing and and being honored is what keeps us connected and remembered. Otherwise, we don't remember the food, we don't remember our foods, we don't remember our ways of loving, we don't remember our language, we don't remember our creativity, we don't remember so much of ourselves. And we can spend a lifetime seeking it outside because we have forgotten to be the keepers of our cultures and our legacies of our medicines. We forgot that that is the most important expression that we came here to give and be. And this is why, you know, I know nationalism is all of the things, I get it, um, I get it to my core. And I also recognize that when people don't know where they belong, or who they belong to. So much pain is perpetuated. So much this it is so much solitude, so much loss. And so part of what keeps us like unified, and I think of this in a very like um you know, little energetic frequency way way where I see the like the small like little waves or like the way a human's vibration has the power to change frequency, right? And that that's a decision and that that is what makes us so marvelous. And that what we do is we're, uh, we're mag- so magnetic that it, when we're lit up, when we're excited, what we tend to do is to gather together. We pull, t- we can't help, it's so contagious. Joy is so contagious, that we will gather around it to tap into it, to feel into it, to to be enlivened by it. And for me, being able to say to ourselves, the this is the medicine of my ancestors, but this is what it looks like now. And I'm not I'm not stuck in the past trying to reach for something that had its time and its context. I'm looking to the past for the lessons, for the teachings, for the for the medicine so that I can take on the embodiment of it, the expression of it, the evolution of it and pass it on to the next generation. Right. And I think about I think about modern um, expressions of, you know, African art, um, you know, art from El Borinque, like the modern expression of culture, the, the transformation of it as, as it moves and as it does its thing, but still being so deeply rooted gives so many of us who are earthen children 
a place to plug into to be regenerated. And that's why sometimes we all feel so lonely, right? That's why sometimes there's this peace around feeling uh, and longing for a togetherness that you haven't been able, almost in your perception, right? You haven't been able to shape in your life, right? You haven't been able, it's like you watch the Hallmark film. This is, you know, dating me. Come on now. <laughs> you watch the Hallmark film, you're fucking crying. Or the Christmas commercials where, you know, like it's like the dad is away and he comes back or somebody's away and they come back or they haven't seen each other and they come back and we're like, we're fucking crying. It's We're crazy like that. It's just insane what we do to ourselves. We literally have commercials that are provoking emotions that are painful just so that you could uh, buy the milkshake <laughs> from the thing, right? It's like, what? Anyway, this brilliance that we possess, this way that we're able to and feel called to um, turn an old practice of making um, making those hats. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't even... Uh, uh, Palma hats, you know, from the uh, palm fronds, like those pieces. Anyways, whatever they call it, I need to get. I need to get the language for it. Um, but like taking that art form, which is weaving, right, and and making it a you know a, a twenty twenty four expression, making it a new thing, making it like upgrading, hacking it. Not so that it's unrecognizable, but that it's so well woven and blended. Like you brought your, you know, and I think about, you know, music in that way, right? Like it's like, you know, you may have one root, may have another root, and then, and here, boom, reggaeton, right? Like, you, you know, it's like this alchemy, this consistent alchemy. And because of that, um, I think that we become part of the thinking in this like very like collective type of spider web framework, right? Like that thing, like when there's this, the texture in your own little bubble in your own little energy vortex is solid and, and you're bringing, you're like, you're honoring these longings inside of you. You're honoring this remembering you're honoring the medicine because that's your job. That's part of your job here. It's not everybody's job. That's part of your job here. And when you do that, um, you're, you change the frequency. You, the, the sh it's a small shift. And it shifts the entire harmony to be, right? It raises it even higher. That's what it means to be fully here now not stuck in the past, but bringing healing to the past that allows you to live in the fucking present. Live in the creation of the things now. Live in the creation of the active dynamic as a verb, right? In the creation of this unfolding life, this unfolding beauty, the medicine pouring out of you like ripples, right? It's, it's like the way smoke moves when it's just dissipating, right? And becoming part of the greater fabric of our being, allowing that to happen for ourselves and just be like, oh, this, this is beautiful. This is what's up. This is what is. So I feel like for me, I can't take you any fucking where because you come into my world to remember, Right. You feel a resonance with me because you're remembering you. 
you're seeing something that's saying to you, hey, 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 remember me, right? And so I live in honor of that. I have such a high respect for that process. And I also know that if if I cannot support you in looking to your past to bring healing to it actively, to be tending to that like a garden. Uh, if, if I said I had these plants that can be poisonous, uh, you know I'm going to have a separate garden for them because I know, I know what they're capable of. I know what can happen if I am not tending to this, if I am not addressing this wound of... Um, neglect or abandonment or whatever the thing is if i'm not looking at this and and actually walking with myself with it it's going to continuously create disruptions and distortions and then you have to fucking walk yourself home from from bingers or bangers or whatever right like you have to constantly you have you wait until chaos in order to bring healing you wait until it it bubbles boils over and fucks up your whole joint before you ever, ever decide that you're going to do something different and look at this thing and address this shit. And then you create from there and create from there and create from there. Healing is about being able to create a different energetic signature in time, in in placement of time portal, right? An energetic signature sufficient that shifts it. That's that's what healing does. It's like, all right, here's this wound. Um, the minute we bring healing to it, it changes. It changes and adjusts the frequency so that it's much 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 more harmonic, much more in place, much more woven, right? So that it could do what it came to do. That that thread can contribute its ultimate peace. This is why you can't despise. You can't be about your bullshit where. Um, you're looking at small gestures as insignificant and taking them for granted. This, small things like somebody saying thank you. Small things like somebody smiling at you. Small things like um, an opportunity to see somebody fully. Small things like the person who brought you the cup or the person who brought you the fill in the blank. It matters. That, that matters to be in gratitude, to be in notice and in presence with it. And so part of your, your thing is that you're here because there are pieces of that past that you need to come in and address. You need to bring you, uh, compassion to. You need to know how to tend to that garden because it's going to take you a minute to, to really bring medicine to that. And you can't stop life. That's why you have to learn the art of tending. Because you can't stop life. Life is going to continue to move on. You can't stay frozen just healing the one thing. You can't do that. That doesn't make sense. You're stuck. That's stuckness. It has to be that it, it, allow, it, can, it alchemizes as it moves on, continues to transform, and to align to the purest, purity of the frequency that existed in origin and now the one that has been changed by pain, right? Like that's why you're healing. You, you have to come to the place so that you can bring what you came here to do. But you can't do that if you're not addressing it. And so finding yourself here is about doing some of that work, remembering who you are, remembering who your people are, 
um, showing up as a leader and showing up as a leader that is holding this practice and praxis and all the fucking P words in the universe, right? Is holding it by the, by every way you are, by every way you move, no matter what you touch, you'll always bring this element with you, right? And that is what starts to shift the whole shit. It fucking shifts everything because your, your, your volume is up, is solid. That's just not like, you know, flickery or wavy. And if your volume, your energy, right? Like if your energy is solid, you feel solid. If you feel solid, you show up solid. If you show up solid and then, you know, you create change and transformation in the world because you're solid and you can only give solidly. What a fucking concept. Crazy, isn't it? Isn't it crazy that one person's actions can change generations, can change the world now? I mean, here I am doing a podcast. I don't know if anybody listens to this, man. I don't know. I have no idea if anybody listens to this shit. But rest assured, I'm doing my job showing up, bringing the frequency that is available to me that resonates with a piece of you that's a piece of me. And that's the way we're going to heal the world now and not just later and after we're gone. Now, man, what, what, what do you want to live? I want it now. This is bizarre, all this shit that we got going on, man, that we keep on thinking. I, I hope. <clears throat> Who told you this tomorrow? <laughs> it's weird. So I want it now, right? Like, I want that shit now. And that is why the framework uh, and the piece here is about healing the past. These are this is the past that I'm speaking of, not the one um, that is about um, you know making something idyllic so that you have something to connect to, but you we're not connecting to shit because we don't actually experience it. We don't have the experience of it. Man, you're like trying to, you're touching something and you don't have the experience of it. You cannot know its texture. How do you create a frequency or replicate a frequency when you don't even know what it tastes like? This is why you gotta, you gotta, we gotta work on shit. That's why we gotta work on joy. We gotta work on, we gotta work on our expression, our connection to the moments and, and the feelings and the sensations because when we do that, when we're aligned with that is when we're most powerful. When we're most transformative, electrically, energetically, we are actually changing the sound waves and the, you know, like the way things are moving through space and time that can change the actions that change tomorrow for someone else. Like you never know when you share your story, when you are talking about something that's painful and you don't have it solved or fixed you have no idea whose life you're saving. That's how, that's how simple that shit is. Whose life are you saving? Because your, your, your quest for perfection so that you don't look like you fuck up is not actually what makes you appealing. It's your fucking humanity that makes you appealing. It's the fact that you fuck up. 
It's the fact that some shit you ain't got it fixed, solved, or, you know, cleaned up behind a mask. That's, listen, I'm trying to tell you, I'm serious about this. I'm so serious about this. It is real, man. It is so real. And so you have to be able to make some decisions. You have to be able to come look at it. You, you, have, to, you have to have a come to, a strong come to, and keep yourself in direct, solid relationship. Keep yourself in like the here now of experience. If you're going to transform things genetically, you're going to have to create the different vibration in you. It doesn't come after you. You understand that? The next human coming out of your gene pool, it can't, will only replicate what you existed in. If you want them to have something new with the possibility of evolving and change, then you're going to have to have that signature inside of your, your gene pool, man. And if you don't got it, you need to make it. That's my point. <laughs> That's how impactful you are. It's, you're so impactful that your great-great-grandchild can come out with your nasty attitude or your skepticism, your shit. And then, the, you know, the grandmother or whatever is like, oh, my God, you're so much like my father. And you, you've never seen that person. <laughs> it's because you still got to work through your shit. So in my work, in Priestessing Liberation, man, we we talk about it. We get into the we get into this. We 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 look at it. We honor it. We create ritual around it. No two things are the same in my in my world because this is not about you doing something I'm telling you. This is about us tapping into the deeper sound of your pulse so that we can bring that forward so that you can bring your medicine, right? You could do what you came here, what your people came here to do, what your your line uh, contributes to our evolution, our healing, and our transformation. And so next, I'm going to do the embodying the present, you know, and what that, what that means for me when I work in my own life with it. When I'm, you know, like when I'm, how I'm holding it when I teach and when I'm looking at, um, you know, life as a whole, what does embodying the now look like? And to me, um, you know, I'll unfold this in the next one, but to me, it is a very intentional uh, beaconing that is distinct, man. It is not, you know, embodying the present is unique to each person. And where we've gone, we have, you know, went cocoa for cocoa puffs with the bullshit around here, trying to um force form that's a little bananas right like we're trying to like be like no 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 you, this is how you have to be doing it because this is how it's been done that's not how that works like you know people need to come and bring their expression they need to be present with that um and and be in their agency and sovereignty like in the now they need we all need to be critically thinking people this ain't for the fucking like there's nobody special in this bitch we all need to be thinking critically, man. But I don't think that those things live in opposition to uh, intuition and instinct. 
to me, they are synonymous. They dance together. They're one with the other. They inhabit, co-inhabit. You don't have to shift your brain for that shit. Do you understand that your brain is in your fucking head? Your brain's in your head. We're over here trying to do this like fucking like shifty shit and feeling that one is a contradiction to the other. It is not. And you have a specific signature around how you're meant to do that, be that, see that and feel that. That's not a one size fits all. And so for me, I'll be talking about this in the next session, um, the next episode, the next session. That's funny. Anyway, you get my point. Mi gente, thank you so much for being here, for uh, being with me and listening. Um, I'm like, what? 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 I was just arguing with myself. Apparently, I was just arguing with myself. Um, anyway, so... It has been an honor and a joy, and I know that this is the first episode of 2024. And I wanted to kind of bring it in a little, a little different, and um, and move it in a different uh, trajectory in terms of energetically. So, next episode we'll be diving into what it means to be in the embodied now, um, embodying the present, and uh, yeah, and we'll continue to talk. I love you so much. I hope you're well. And uh, talk to you soon. Adios. Bueno, mi gente. Thank you for joining me on this wild and liberating journey of dismantling the fuckery. Remember, we are the architects of our own liberation. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your people. Do all the things. You know what it takes for us to keep these frequencies rolling. Together, We will transform the world from a place of fuckery into a realm of unapologetic fabulosity. Stay fierce, my loves. Stay fabulous and keep dismantling. And if you want me or need me, yes, you heard me say that right. You know where to find me at priestessingliberation.com. Nos vemos ahorita. Adios.